Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church, where you get to go to church with the whole world. Isn't that incredible? All over the world right now, people are joining you, and they're making the same journey that you're making. You know what? I got a testimony just the other day where someone who translates these messages into Polish and sends them into Poland has started an I-group in Poland where people are, are hearing this message in their own language. I think that's just incredible. You know something? Today, we're going to start talking about the glory of God. I'm going to show you how to connect with the glory of God. You know, last week we talked about your greatest limiting factor. Well, this week we're going to be talking about how to easily move past that and how to step into the very best that God has offered. Don't go away. I'll be right back. I've got a great free download for you this month. The attitude that always we have. All you've got to do to get this free message is click right there on the right-hand top side of your screen, and you can get it right now in your inbox. All right, last week we talked about your greatest limiting factor. And, you know, usually if somebody would talk about your greatest limiting factor, they'd talk about faith and it would make it sound, you know, in a certain sense, that's probably true. But our problem is we've heard these words like faith and unbelief used in such a judgmental religious context that if you use those terms when you're talking to somebody about their limitations, they feel like you're beating them up or condemning them. But the real truth is our greatest limitation is our opinion. You see, and we talked about this last week. My opinion is the only thing that's standing between me and God's very best. You know, when I'm sick, it's my beliefs which come out of my life paradigm, which is rooted in my opinions, is standing between me and my healing. My opinion is standing between me and prosperity. My opinion is always standing between where I am and what I could have, and my opinion is blocking my view. My opinion is the one thing that's altering my perspective. And so, again, you know, you never want to beat yourself up. and You don't want to beat people up who are facing these things. This, you know, so many times, again, when we start talking about faith or unbelief, lack of faith, man, it's demeaning, it's negative, it's unscriptural. And really, you know, once you touch a person's self-worth, they're done with you. They're finished, and they're not going to hear anything you got to say. You know, one of the questions that we've all got to ask ourselves is this. Am I actually teachable? Now, being teachable, you know, I've been in business for myself now for more years than I can remember. I've been in business for myself actually over 50 years, you know, and I've had jobs longer than that. I started working and buying my own school clothes when I was in the third grade. I get up four o'clock in the morning, go sell papers, make money, buy blue jeans, buy shirts. So I've been making a living for myself for years. So I had to learn what it took 
to get employed and for people to like you and to give you raises and promotions. But, you know, 50 years of that time, I had my own businesses, which meant I was having to hire people. Now, one of the things that you want when you hire somebody, and if they want to excel, it's amazing the people that come in, they want to work for you, they want to excel, they want to get raises and promotions. And you know what usually keeps them from getting raises and promotion? Because they have a way that they want to do the job that you're hiring them to do. Well, if you're the one that's writing the check, you're the one that is telling them how you want it done. And it's not a matter of whose way is more right than the other one, because it's a matter about the systems that you have set up. And, you know, there's some things that you can do in one kind of system that work really, really well, but you can't do it in another system. And so people think if it works somewhere, then it should work here. And so I cannot tell you the people that I've hired, they would either end up quitting or I would end up having to fire because they were not teachable. Now, see, one of the most desired attributes that a person could have whenever they're seeking to excel is to be teachable. And by the way, if you get our free download for this month, I'll be expanding on that and I'll help you understand some of the practical application of that. But I want you to realize we go to school to learn. But really, we're not open to learning. We'll spend our whole life in school, but we're not open to learning what God says about life. Now, even people who are reading the Bible so many times are reading the Bible like a student and not like a disciple. They're just, they're learning the information and they can quote the information. They can remember the information. If they had to take a test, they could put the right answers on the test. But you see, from God's perspective, being teachable isn't just memorizing information. From God's perspective, being teachable is about learning and applying the information. You know, there's a scripture I quote to you guys all the time from John 7, 17, where, you know, they came to Jesus and said, look, how do we know that what you teach is from God? And I'm going to read this from the Amplified because the Amplified says it closer to the original language than almost any other translation. He says, if any man desires to do his will, in other words, God's pleasure, he will know and have the needed illumination to recognize and can tell for himself whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking from myself. Now, that is just so phenomenal because what I walk away from that scripture, what I carry away from that scripture is the fact that I've got to answer the question when I am looking at God's word, do I have the desire and the intention of actually putting this into practice. Do I really want to do God's will? Do I really want to live my life in accordance with God's wisdom? So, you know, the question that we should always be asking ourselves when we're reading the Word, when we're listening to somebody preach is this, how does this fit into real life? How will this actually benefit my real life? And what needs to change in my life if this is true, if I want to get this to work. Remember, prayer is when we assess something in our life and we reconcile it to bring it. It is not in line with God's word. We bring it back in line with God's word. You know, one of the words for righteousness that is used some in Proverbs, sometimes it's translated as upright, sometimes it's righteousness, and it's used some in the Psalms, is a word that all it means is straight, is my life straight or harmonious with what God's Word teaches? And if it's not, am I going to align my life 
with God's Word. And when I think about the metaphor, the picture that comes into my mind, when I think about having a straight heart, is that if a train is going to drive down the tracks, it has to have two rails, and those two rails have to be the perfect distance apart, but they also have to be in complete harmony with one another. And they both have to turn at the same degree and at the same place. And that train can't make that journey to its destination. It will derail if those tracks ever are not aligned perfectly. Well, you know something? That's what happens in our life. We have the Word of God, but our heart isn't aligned with the Word of God. So we read the Word of God. We can put the right answers on the test. We can answer the right questions, but the problem is we're really not seeking to apply it to our life. And remember, you know, the word wisdom, which is, again, one of those words that we have perverted. You know, I, I hear so many preachers talk about wisdom, and then they're going to tell you some deep, deep mystical truth that nobody else has ever seen in the Bible. And from their perspective, that's wisdom because we have a tendency in the West to view wisdom wisdom more from an occult perspective, whereas wisdom is about the depth of knowledge. It's about knowing secret knowledge, but that stuff doesn't change your life. It just affects your ego, and it makes you feel smarter than other people. Well, I don't want to feel smarter than other people. That's not important to me. What's important to me is the quality of life that I live. What's important to me is that I have joy and peace. What's important to me is that I can benefit other people's lives. What's important to me is that I can treat my wife and my children and my friends and my enemies in a way that brings peace and joy to their life. That's what's important. And so wisdom is never about the depth of knowledge that you know. Wisdom is always about the ability to take what you know and put it in practice in a way that it works. Now listen, I'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to take a big plunge into understanding paradigms and perspectives in a way that we probably never have before. And we're going to move you to a place where you can make things work in your life. So don't go away. I'll be right back. My new series, Paradigms, Perspective, and the Glory of God, is designed to do just what it sounds like. I want you to see, to perceive, and to experience the glory of God, the reality of God, the splendor of God, the greatness of God, the power of God in every single area of your life. And I'll tell you something. When you can see God's reality, you can believe God's reality. And when you believe God's reality, you will experience it in every part of your life. You definitely want this series. All right, we want to start to understand what a paradigm and a perspective is. I just touched on it a little bit and kind of gave you a little bit of an idea of what it is. But I really want you to see this because I'm telling you, this is going to change your life. This is going to help you change the way you see the world, the way you see God, the way you see yourself. And it's going to help you discover how to get to the root of what the real issues are in any given situation. You know, I had a, a minister friend of mine, we did business together back a few years ago, and he told me, he said, you know, one of the things that always amazes me whenever we have to deal with a problem is you have this way of getting to the root of the problem really, really quick. And he said, how do you do it? And I said, I'll tell you how to do it. I give up any opinion I have about what the problem is. And he said, well, how do you do that? You just decide to. You know, one of the greatest revelations I ever had in my life that has affected me so much is the realization that how I see something may not be how it really is. It's just how I see it. Now, let me give you some definitions. I think it's important we have good definitions. Let's define paradigms. You know, a paradigm is a relationship of ideas 
as to how they relate to each other. In the philosophy of science, a generally accepted model of how ideals relate to one another forming a conceptual framework within which scientific research is carried out. In other words, a paradigm is really a worldview. It's a global view. It's how you look at things. And the way that you look at things, you automatically group things into meanings. You know, this means this. This that's happening here is connected to this that's happening over here. So the moment we look at anything, our paradigm, our worldview, how we tend to look at things kicks in and defines what we're seeing and actually moves us to pass a judgment about why things are happening. The moment our paradigm is established, or you could say the moment our judgment is established, then we're going to relate to that situation as if our judgment is correct. And so many times it isn't. And I'll tell you, as a counselor, I've spent years counseling people, most of the conflict between people is not about the real problem. It's about the perceived problem because people have these paradigms, how they look at one another, how they, you know, I told you last week the story about the husband and the wife and the, the husband, you know, looked at the relationship, said the husband should make all the financial decisions. The wife looked at the situation. She had a different point of view. They fought about it. And, you know, you may be sitting there going, well, that's right. Men should manage the money. Well, I'll tell you what I told that guy. Why would God tell men to manage money if the man just happens to be a horrible money manager. There's no word God says men should manage all the money. You know, what do you do with the wife in Proverbs 31, the virtuous wife, who goes out and invests money on her own and really has her own business? You know, we just overlook that stuff. And anyhow, I could really go off there. But it's those paradigms that cause us to pass judgments about the people that we love and the people we're trying to have a relationship with. And it causes us to pass judgments about ourselves and about God. It's really, really interesting. You know, I have a, many of you know, I have a degree in alternative medicine, a doctorate degree, and had a clinic for years. We had a substance abuse clinic, but I had a general health clinic, treated every kind of sickness that you can imagine. Had people come in with cancer, had people come in with hepatitis, I had people come in, I mean, you name it. And, you know, I didn't treat those diseases because that's not what you do in holistic medicine. You treat the person and then their body, and then their body takes care of the diseases. And, uh, you know, one of the key things when people would come in and they would have some kind of disease is you could never get an accurate diagnosis of the problem if you presumed to know what it was without objectively looking at all the facts. And I can't tell you how many times somebody would come in and their presenting problem would say, and you go, oh, I know what this is. But then when you would get down to the root of it, you'd find out it's totally different than what you assumed. And had you tried to treat them, you could have killed them if you'd have done it on what you had assumed, or you could have made their sickness worse. Well, that's the way we are in a relationship. We look at our wife, we look at our husband, we look at our kids and say, oh, I know what this problem is. And usually that paradigm is coming out of how we were raised. You know, I'll hear people sometimes just criticize how they were raised and, you know, how bad their parents treated them. And they're parenting the same way their parents treated them. Why? Because that's the model that we have to go by. And so many times we destroy one another, not because of the real issues that exist between us, but because of our paradigm 
which ultimately leads to judgments. So let's define perspective. A perspective is an assessment of a situation. It's the appearance of something or the view of something from our particular vantage point. And so from where we are standing, from our point of view, this is how things look to us. And from our point of view, from our perspective, we make these assessments and then ultimately we create a paradigm that starts affecting how we see anything. And remember, my vantage point is based on all of my life's experiences. And so I don't want my life's experiences to define how I'm seeing things. And then let's talk about opinions. Opinions, the view that someone takes about any issue, especially when it's based solely on personal judgment. Now, I'm telling you something that drives me crazy. And, you know, I used to see this all the time in counseling. You're sitting there, you're talking to somebody, their life is falling apart, they're depressed, they're dysfunctional, uh, they can't have a relationship, you know, they're broke, and, you know, everything's going wrong in their life. And I'd show them something in the Bible and they would say, well, my opinion is, or the way I see that. And, you know, many times I would just stop right there and I'd say, let me tell you something, I can't help you. Because if you think your opinion is better than God's opinion, then you're just going to get more of what you got, and you're never going to get help from me or anyone else. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of people would get mad at me, and people would storm out the door, but I got news for you. Most of them, a year or two later, when their opinion brought enough pain into their life, they'd finally come back and say, you know, maybe I need to listen. And I wasn't ever doing it to be mean to people. You know, I just didn't want to waste their time or waste my time. Because how arrogant is it to read something in the Bible and say, well, here's the way I see that. Here's my opinion on that. Well, you know, opinions are basically about judgment that comes out of whatever your life experience is and whatever your perspective is. Now, the reason all of this is so important is because ultimately our paradigm brings us to a place where we start defining our identity based on how we see ourselves. You see, the way we see ourselves based on our perception of the world and based on our life experiences actually start creating our sense of who we are in this world. In other words, our sense of identity is based on a perspective that was developed through our life experiences that fills us with these opinions that we accept over the Word of God that creates a world paradigm that is just an illusion. And many of you have heard me talk about our illusion of reality. I talked about this back when I was sharing with you about dignity and worth. We have an illusion of who we are. We have an illusion of who God is. You know, it's powerful. It's affecting our life, but it just may not be true. And you see, really, from paradigms, perspectives, opinions, we move to the place of what is next is, or what you juxtapose that against is the glory of God. Because as you've heard me share many, many times, the glory of God, yes, it's the splendor, it's the greatness, it's the majesty, it's the wonder, it's the brightness, it's the light. It's, you know, it's all of these incredible, miraculous things, but the glory of God exists because He chose them. He said, this is who I am. This is what's congruent with who I am. This is congruent with my nature. This is what I choose. And this is how I view the world. This is how I view man. And this view, my view, my opinion is the reality that any human being can experience 
if they will give up their own opinion. I want to tell you something. You can't have your opinion and God's opinion at the same time. You can't do it. And, it's, you know, it's amazing to me that people are so egotistic. And, you know, really at the bottom of it, you find that what they really are is they're insecure and usually they're wanting to justify some corrupt lifestyle. You know, I was listening to somebody just the other day and they were talking about how that, you know, they finally moved beyond Christianity and started realizing, you know, that they had just as much right to define life and define what was right and wrong as the Bible did. They didn't have to see it based on the Bible. They didn't want to be controlled by the Bible. Man, I'll tell you, you can't get any more idolatrous than that. So the glory of God is when God's view and opinion, when we surrender to God's view and opinion and can finally see and experience the reality that God is offering to us. Now, giving glory to God for an answered prayer or for a miracle is more than just, hey, praise God. It's acknowledging that God's truth is greater than your paradigm, acknowledging that God's truth is greater than your sickness. And that sickness, was it real? Yes, it was real. But when you embrace another reality, you were moved from glory to glory. You were moved from one opinion to another opinion. You know, in John eleven forty, Jesus was speaking, and this was whenever he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you'd see the glory of God? You know, that's an amazing thing because the glory of God wasn't just the fact that a sickness or a dead man was raised, the glory of God was in the fact that what God said about that situation and what God said could be done about that situation was more powerful than the opinion of all the people because all the people were of the opinion. They were mad at Jesus. Jesus, if you'd just gotten here, you know, when we sent word for you, none of this would have happened. You know, and Jesus insisted that Lazarus just slept. He wasn't beyond the hand of God. He wasn't beyond the reach of God. So, you know, glorifying God is really acknowledging the His truth, acknowledging His reality. Seeing the glory of God is when we perceive that God is who He says He is, that God is who Jesus portrayed Him to be. You know, all of our struggles with sin revolve around our sense of identity, and any sense of false identity is always rooted in a false opinion. I want you to understand something. Any view any opinion, any interpretation of yourself or the world around you that's different from God's word is sin. Now, let me make sure that we understand what sin is. I'm not talking about your idea of sin where God hates you, God's mad at you, all that kind of stuff. I am talking about not seeing things the way God sees them. You know, see, God says you're righteous. You say, I'm not righteous. I got faults. Well, see, that's sin because you're seeing yourself as less than God sees you. You know, you're sick and you're saying, man, I got this disease. I, I just don't see I just don't think there's any way to get past this. I don't think God can heal me in this situation. Or I don't think God will heal me in that situation. You're not saying what God says. You're not seeing who God is in that situation. That's sin. So sin is not the horrible things you do wrong. Those horrible things that we do wrong always emerge from seeing ourselves as less than God sees us. So I want to take you on this journey of creating your own personal reality. I want to take you on this journey of knowing how to move from glory to glory, from the stage of God's reality that you are now to a perfect stage of God's reality. I'll be back with my mentoring moment. Don't go away. 
have you ever just felt like you couldn't see the truth? I've had people say that to me so many times. I just can't see it. Well, I'll tell you something. In this new series, Paradigms, Perspectives, and the Glory of God, your eyes are going to open and you're going to discover how to always see what God's Word means and says. If these messages are helping you and you want to help other people, there's something you can do that is so simple and painless. All you've got to do is like this video, and immediately that will cause more people to see it all over the world. You can be an internet evangelist with me, and you can cause other people to see and hear these messages that are helping you so much. As a matter of fact, be sure and subscribe to this broadcast so that you'll get it every week so that you'll always know what's going on and so that other people will see this and that helps us touch other people's lives. Listen, this year I got a lot of conferences lined up. We're going to have a lot of great things happen so be sure and be watching because we'll be announcing starting in January meetings that are coming up that we're doing in Canada, that we're doing in the U.S. and this year is going to be an incredible year of outreach for us and if you want to come to one of these meetings, be sure and keep Keep up with it. And you know what? If you have our mobile app, you'll always know where I am, what meetings are going on, and you can be sure and be there. All right, I want to help you move from glory to glory. I want to help you move from whatever degree you're experiencing God's view and opinion to a greater experience of God's view and opinion. And that's what we do our whole lives. We're making this journey of experiencing more and more and more of who God is, more and more and more of what God promises. Now, it's all ours right now, but the problem is we're not seeing it, perceiving it, therefore we're not experiencing it. So I want to help you create, I'll give you an exercise to help you create a paradigm shift. First thing you have to do, of course, is you have to be willing. So you've got to decide, am I willing to give up my opinion? Am I willing to start seeing life the way God sees it? And if you are, then I want you to sit down. I want you to make a list of every benefit that you have as a result of getting saved. You know, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. My sins are forgiven. Da, 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 you know, whatever. And make that just as long as you can make it. And then I want you to make another list of where you think you would be if you had not surrendered your life to Jesus. Because I want you to begin seeing the good things that are in your life. I want you to start recognizing every single day you have something to be thankful for. And then, this is going to be your base list. And every day, I want you to start your morning by just reading over this and pondering what you have, you know, as a result of being in Jesus. And then, I want you to do something else. And I want you to do this on a separate sheet of paper. I want you to start daily making a list. After you look over all these good things, I want you to make a list of everything that went right in your life yesterday, everything that went good in your life. And tomorrow morning when you get up, you'll go over your base list of all the good things that are in you because of Christ. And then tomorrow when you get up, you'll review the things that went right yesterday. Because what I'm wanting you to do is I'm wanting you to come to the place where you're thankful every single day. You see, one of the greatest indicators that you're backsliding is that you're not thankful. Because if God's daily loaded with benefits, I should be noticing them and I should be seeing this from God's perspective. Start this exercise. It's going to change your life. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. 
be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.